0: With that being said, everybody, welcome to another episode of Fat Boy Takes. On this episode, we're going to talk about all the NFL players that have not been showing up to camp because they trying to get paid. they trying to get hit with that Jerry Maguire with the show me the money, which I think is totally cool because all those guys deserve to get paid. So we'll talk about that today. I'm going to list off my top 10 duels for in the NBA since everybody's gonna do it you know I'm gonna be a follower I'm gonna be a sheep I'm just gonna follow that trend today just so you know disclaimer right off the rip some of you are gonna get triggered by my list but you know damn well that your boy don't give a damn if you're soft this ain't the goddamn podcast for you you gotta have some balls to stick around in this podcast we don't want none of those soft motherfuckers Oh, let me just, me just apologize. apologize. I and know some of, of you actually, you know, support me actually this is my part of your week, and I appreciate that. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry I let you guys, guys down last week. I am not, not going to lie. I got yeah. I was, was going to do the pot on Friday, Friday, you know, know like, like I usually do. do. I put out the pods pod on, on Friday, Friday and stuff, and I try my hardest to put out a part a week, but man... Your Your boy boy went to him on Friday. So basically, I I wrote down down all my notes on Friday, and and I was like, all right, I'm gonna gonna do this. And then I ended ended up going out with my girl, and yeah, yeah, um, I got got pretty pretty fucking lit. lit. And And since since your your boy got got pretty freaking lit, lit, he was like, you know what? what? Well, before I got lit, I was like, yo, I'm gonna do the pod on Saturday. It's cool. I already, already have the notes. Already I have already have everything I want to talk about. about. So, so yeah, yeah let, let me um you know, do, do the, the pot on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a big psych. I you were like super lit. Like, like I, woke I woke up, up the, the next, next day with one of the worst hangovers of, of my life. life. Like, like I went, I went to, to New, New Orleans once with with my friends for a bachelor bachelor party. Bro. I puked my lungs out the first night. And, and uh, yeah, I had one, one of the worst, worst, I had the worst hangover of my life at that time. time.
1: This, this hangover
0: was, was the second worst hangover of my life. And, and let me tell you, if you've ever been in hangover, like literally from when you wake, wake up, you have like the worst headache until you go, go to bed. bed, it sucks. And, and then, then you, you had that, that, uh, feeling, feeling the, uh, I'm gonna uh, die on Thursday. You know, you, know, you like dehydrated. Yeah, it sucks. And I'm sorry for that. Woo. All right, boys, so let's get down to it. So here we go. Uh, First off, I'm going to talk about the player that I believe that deserves to get paid over all these players first. And I believe Ezekiel Elliott is literally the player that needs to get paid before all these other dudes. Like Michael Thomas is holding out. Uh, There's talks about Julio Jones holding out. We already know that Melvin Gordon is holding out. He was literally the first dude to be like, yo, if you ain't gonna pay me, trade me. So basically, you. Those are the top three dudes that are holding out, and Julio. I feel that Zeke is the dude that deserves to get paid first so over all those dudes. Literally, Zeke puts the Cowboys on his back. Like I don't, I I don't understand why Jerry Jones would prioritize p- playing Dak Prescott when we know damn well Ezekiel Elliott is the best player on the team. He literally. He's their go-to guy. He's the guy that's like, yo, we need a big play. Here you go. Uh, Just let me – just – just the stats are going to speak for themselves, boys. So basically, Zeke's stats over his last three years. I'm going to list off some of the stats for the players that are holding out their last three years. So Zeke's rookie season, uh, my man had 1,631 yards. So literally, the man is producing at an insane number – and his yards, he had five point five point one yards per carry. Wow! And then he had fifteen TDs his his rookie season. And then let's go to season number two. Well, obviously he was suspended the second season for that charge with that chick. Well, those allegations. We're not gonna say those charges because they're all allegations. He was found innocent or whatever, but whatever. He still got suspended. Uh, his second season, he averaged four point one yards. He had seven TDs, not bad. And then in twenty eighteen, yes, he had four hundred four point seven yards and only six TDs. He he had less TDs year three, but his attempts for twenty sixteen were three hundred twenty two. His attempts for twenty seventeen two fourteen. Obviously suspended, and his attempt for twenty his attempts for twenty eighteen were three hundred and four. And then his yards for 2017 were 983. And then 2018, 1,434. So obviously the man is producing. The man deserves to get paid. Jerry Jones, you need to stop fucking around and pay this dude. Because if you pay Dak first, this guy's going to dip. And I don't know why the hell you would pay Dak first when you all know damn well this is your franchise player. And another thing is... The thing is, you're you going to start seeing all these big-time uh, running backs holding out because they're the ones, like, that. their whole rookie contract is dog shit. Like, let's just be honest. I'm sorry for saying dog shit, but it's the truth. It's like, yo, it's like your five-year, it's a five-year rookie contract, and it's like, uh, here you go, we're going to pay you peanuts, but when you're on the field, we're going to run your ass until the ground. It's like we're going to give you we're going to feed you the ball non-stop and it's like it's like if you're a running back coming into the league it's like uh obviously you're going to go hard as shit to try to get your payday uh, for, uh as soon as you come in the league but it, it's kind of shitty for them because it's like they're over here they're they're the re- they're like really really underpaid for like like the top guys like the I'm talking about like the top RBs like I'm pretty sure we're going to see Saquon fall into the same category when year 5 is rolling around or whatever. It's like almost there or year 4 or whatever. He's going to be like, yo, you're going to need to show me the money. Because let's let's be honest, it's going to be the same situation as Zeke is in right now. Because Saquon's literally going to carry the damn Giants. So, like I know I'm rambling all over the place, but I just wanted to use that as an example. Because it's going to go down, I promise you. Saquon is going to do the exact same shit. Because he's going to be one of the best RBs in the league by the time his rookie contract is up. And he's going to want to get paid. So back to what I was saying. like It just sucks because they're really, really underpaid. Especially if they're a really good running back. Because it's like, you know they're going to run them into the ground. Look at Todd Gurley. Yes, Todd Gurley got his fat pay, paycheck or whatever, his payday. But now his his knees are messed up. He got arthritis. So it's like, damn, he got paid. Good for him. But it sucks for the Rams. But it's just like I don't know. It's a business though. We all gotta understand that. Like a lot of you people a lot of us fans of sports teams, that's something we all really, really, really need to take into consideration. Like, it is a business. Like these and the players, you know, obviously they're they're trying to get paid, and these owners are like, nah man, I'm not trying to give you all this money. Fuck you, bro. You're gonna make my ass all this money? But uh, when it comes time to pay up, I ain't trying to pay your ass. Get out of here with that shit. And you guys know this is true. It, it happens. Like, come on. Why Why is there even a question right now if you should pay Zeke? You know damn well you need to pay the man. It's Just, just give the man his fucking money. <laughs> yeah, with that, be- well, yep. Like I said, Jerry Jones, pay the man. Now on to Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, 2016 stats, boys. Attempts 254. 997 yards, Averages 3.9 per yard yards per carry. 10 TDs. Great year. I, his contract he his rookie season uh was in 2015, his numbers weren't that good. I don't think he played much. But 2017 uh was his best season. Uh 1105 yards, 284 attempts, 3.3.9 yards. Well, he averages around the same yards. 8 TDs. Uh 2018. Well, less less carries. He was injured a couple of games, so 175 attempts, 885 yards this year. 5.1 yards per carry. 10 TDs. So obviously, that man deserves to get paid too. And I and the thing with this with Melvin Gordon, which it sucks that it uh, his uh, fifth year or whatever landed this year. Cause I, I, I don't know a lot. I feel like the Chargers are going to contend for a Super Bowl this year. They literally got the 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 defense. They're going to have a top defense this year. Gordon. They're going to have a top running back if they pay Gordon. I know they got Eckler, but it's hard to tell if Eckler's ready to take the step. You know, to to be on that Melvin Gordon level. To they need. We're going to see. Cause if they don't pay Gordon. It's Eckler's time to shine, and I don't know if Eckler's gonna be able it's gonna answer the call or not. Hopefully for Chargers fans, he answers the call and he does his thing. But then that leaves Phillip Rivers. It's all gonna be on Phillip Rivers if this guy Gordon don't come back and Keenan Allen. I do not know if Philip Rivers has that gene to clutch up. Cause we all know. Philip Rivers has always choked. I hate to say it, no disrespect to the man. We gotta say the truth. That man has never won the big game, and I hate to say it like me and my buddies say, Philip Rivers is going to Philip Rivers so Philip River's going to Philip Rivers. Let's get down to the man, Michael Thomas. didn't show up to camp. And it's been reported that he's probably going to hold out as well. His first three years, 2016, 92 receptions, 1,137 yards. He averages 12 yards per catch, 9 TDs, obviously good number of TDs for a receiver. The dudes played greatest 2016 season, 2017 season, 104 receptions, 1,245 yards, average 12 12 yards per catch. 5 TDs. 2018, which was his best year. Monster stats. 125 receptions. 1,405 yards. Average 11.2 yards per catch. 9 TDs. So he had a really good season that year. This is probably his best season. And now, you know, he's like, yo man, show me the money. He is a big piece of that offense. We know, even though the offense is kind of run heavy now with Kamara... Uh, And that's another player that I'm pretty sure Is going to do the same thing He's going to hold out When it's time for him to get paid He's not going to try to get risk injury Like these other RBs That are kind of like yo pay me Um, So Michael Thomas He is a big piece Of that offense Obviously we know Even though that offense is a run first offense Supposedly according to the coach So yeah Pay that man and now let's talk about Julio motherfucking Jones. 2016 stats, 83 receptions, 1,409 yards. Average 17 yards per, per catch. Holy shit. And then that man had six TDs. 2017, 88 receptions, 1,444 yards, 16.4 Average yards per catch. Three TDs. 2018. 113 receptions. 1,677 yards. 14.8 yards per catch. Eight TDs. Jesus Christ. This man, Julio Jones. Big time playmaker. Obviously. Average per catch? whew E-hole, boys, the man is producing. We know. Pay the man. Stop fucking around, cause we all know somebody will pay him, even if he goes to a garbage team. You know they'll pay him. So pay the man. I feel like all those dudes that I said need to get paid. It's it's no question. You know, especially with the teams they're on. Like I understand, the NFL is a hard cap. They can't go over the number. But, you know, if I'm these teams, these are players that make your team be- way, way better. They just don't make your team better. They make your team way better. It's like, we all know we got the those garbage squads in the NFL. The Bills. The Dolphins. You know, the Raiders as of late. You know, the Niners. You know, we got those... those garbage ass teams, you know, we know they suck, you know. They're those guys, if one of these dudes were to go on that team, they instantly change the team. They make them a okay team. So basically, you know, you 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 pay these dudes. Um yeah, so you owners, better stop fucking around. You better pay these four dudes because these four dudes are going to help you contend. Obviously, all these four dudes I named, they're on teams that are going to either possibly contend or at least they're going to be in the playoffs. And these four dudes are going to play a huge role for their teams in the playoffs when they make it, if they make it to the playoffs. Obviously, we know these four dudes are going to show up and do their thing in the playoffs. So owners, pay these motherfuckers and stop playing around. All right, all right, enough about those millionaires trying to get paid. <laughs> just kidding, boys. All right, let's get down to it. Let's talk about the top 10 duels in the NBA. i and be honest, this list, some of you are going to try to argue with me, and I'm literally just going to tell you. Well, with I'm pretty sure a lot of you are gonna try to argue with me with two players on this list, you're gonna, a lot of you are gonna be like, you have these two players way too high. But, all I'm gonna have to do, you can see for yourself, it's clear as day. Also when you watch them play, go, you can go watch film on these these two dudes and then the two other dudes. And you can see, and you'll see why I chose these two dudes. I'm not gonna tell you who, but I promise you, when you when I name off this duo, all of you are literally gonna be like, "Bruh, what?" But that's fine. You're gonna see why I put them there, and I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna break it down for you why I put them there. All right. Here we go. Number one, my number one duo. Obviously, they have yet to play a game together. But I got Kawhi and Paul George. Just Paul, also just I'm gonna name off how many games they played in, because that's that's also very important. The games they played in. Kawhi only played in 60 games. PG13 played in 77. So PG13 had one of his healthiest seasons last year. We all know PG13 is kind of injury prone. But he played almost the whole year last year. He only missed five games. He got that. He injured his uh, shoulder or whatever. Kind of by the playoffs. Kawhi played 60 games. We all know Kawhi had that crazy load management. Which obviously paid off for him. He got the MVP of the season. He took his team to the championship. Won the championship. Alright, so here we go. I have... This duo, number one. Let's just check out some of the stats. Kawhi averages 26 points. Paul George averages 28. Uh, Their field goal percentages are great. 49.6, 43%. Uh, Rebound, 7.3 for Kawhi. 8.2 for George. Uh, So yeah, just off that alone, they're up there. And now let's get into the playoff stats. Kawhi Leonard, monster playoff stats. 30 points per game, just destroying. Uh, rebounds per game, 9.1, well, 9 rebounds per game, just monster, monster stats. And then PG-13, 28 points per game, rebounds per game, 8. The only concern I have there is that everybody's like, Oh, Paul George is a choke artist in the playoffs. Paul George this, Paul George that. Well, we Paul George has been to the Eastern Conference Finals. He just never made it to the chip. Maybe this is the year. And obviously, we all know Kawhi is a good locker room guy. Everybody was raving about Kawhi uh, in Toronto, saying that he was a great locker room guy. They would always gas his teammates. So, you know, maybe this is the dude that helps them get to the finals and possibly win a championship. And also, I have this duo, number one, because this duo, to me, out of all the duels, is the best two-way duo. This duo right here, literally, come on, Kawhi is a top 10 defender, Not e- might not even be top 10, might even be top 5. PG-13, top 5 defender, obviously, was in the running, well, both of these dudes were in the running for defensive player of the year. Let me correct my dumbass self. Both of these dudes were in the defensive player of the year running. So it's gonna be hard as shit to score on these two dudes. These dudes lock your shit up. So good luck trying to score on these two dudes. They're both monsters. So I got this duel. That duel is my that duel is my number one. I know some of you might not agree. Some of you are gonna be like, no, this number two duo is better. To me a lot of people have this duo on their list as the number one as the number one, uh, which is the LeBron and AD duo which, again, those who have not played a single game together, for all we know, they may, they might make uh, Anthony Davis a spot-up jump shooter. He is playing with LeBron. We all know what happens when you play with LeBron and you're a big man. You better learn how to shoot them threes, boys. And then, um, so, so basically, here we go. Let's get down. LeBron paid, played 55 games last year. He had that groin injury, so he missed a lot of games last year. AD played 56 games. AD played one more game than LeBron. That's that's a concern right there. Big concern, but I still have him as number 2. Maybe the Lakers figure it out, you know, they give them they give these dudes load management so they can you know, rest up and be ready to go. Uh LeBron points 27, AD 25 points. 50 they both shot 51% from the field. Uh, 8.5 rebounds for LeBron 8, 8 assists for LeBron Average AD 12 rebounds 4 assists um, The reason I don't have this duo number one Two reasons Obviously the games play, They do not They miss a Well LeBron this is his first season so that's fine I can't really say this about LeBron but About AD AD misses a lot of games I would have said the same thing about Paul George. But Paul George, like he finally had a healthy season. He played the whole season. So hopefully for Paul George, he keeps up the consistency of not getting injured. But AD only played in 56 games. Um, The kid's 25 or 24 or something like that. My man, and he's always injured. My man always misses like 10 or 12 games a year. So that's a concern. And another thing. LeBron doesn't play defense anymore at all. We all know this. Before you start talking shit to me and saying I'm a hater, just the receipts are online, dude. Go look. Go just go. Go look it up. LeBron was lit one of the um was one of the worst defenders last year during the regular season. Well, obviously, I can't say the playoffs because they didn't make the playoffs. Um, I would read off playoff stats for these dudes for last year. But uh, both of them didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah, that kind of sucks. But, yeah, that's the duo I have, number two. And number three, I have the Splash Brothers, Steph and Klay. Uh, those guys played most of the season. Steph played 69 games. Uh, I think Clay played like 67. No, Clay, pl- yeah, 67 or something like that. Obviously, these dudes shoot the lights out of the gym uh points wise twenty seven point three from curry uh clay twenty one points uh rebounds five obviously we know what these dudes can do. we already seen them in action you know we've seen them what finals what five straight years so we know these dudes are are legit. The only problem that's going to be is that Clay. It's just we're going to have to wait to see how Clay looks. Um, that's the only concern I have with this team. And obviously Steph is like not a great defender, but this they find a way to get them wins regardless. Just the the two dudes are are cold. They just get their debs, They do what they do. Number four, boys. Number four, I have Joe Keek and Murray. A lot of you are probably like, "What the fuck? How do you have Joe Keek and Murray at number four? That those dudes are way too high." Mm, here we go, boys. I hope you're ready, cause uh, this 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 one's gonna shock a lot of you. I'm a hundred percent sure, especially you, Stephen. Uh, just Joe Keek played 80 games last year for a dude that has the body of a dentist. My man played 80 games. So all of you got to stop saying that that man is out of shape. Obviously, the dude is doing something right if he was able to play 80 games. He only missed two games. Murray played in 75 games. My man only missed seven games. So there you go. These guys literally stay healthy. Uh, points for Joe 20, he averages 20 points. His field goal percentage is 51. Rebounds 10 per game. Assists 7.2. For a big man, that is insane. Also, Joe Keek shoots the three ball around 40%. That is amazing for a big man. So obviously, you know, we know Joe Keek can spread the floor. And also, that's another thing that this duo has. That's another thing that Curry and Clay have as well. That their their synergy is disgusting their two man game is great they're literally they're they're awesome like Joe Keek and Murray great great two man game just go watch, watch like it, I, the thing is with a lot of people they sleep on Joe Keek and Murray because who really watches Denver Nuggets games you know not a lot of people are like Nuggets fans like I watch these dudes because i I love watching ball. So you know, I like watching ballers. So I'd be watching these dudes. Um, they're great players. So let's get down to Murray Says 18.2 points per game, rebounds 4.2, 5 assists. Uh this this is the the interesting, the interesting stats right here. Joker. 25 points per game in the playoffs. Assists. assists in the playoffs, rebounds, 13. My man averages almost a triple-double in the playoffs. And mind you, yes, he does get triple. He gets triple-doubles, but unlike Russ, this man comes out with the W. And he is very, very, very consistent in the playoffs. He only, if I'm not mistaken, he only had one bad game that whole playoff run. And I think it was the game one against against the Spurs. That was his only b- bad game. After that game one, my man was a monster. Literally did not have one bad game in the playoffs after that game one. Same with Murray. Murray played lights out in the playoffs. And Murray also shoots 90% from the free throw line. So you know, look, my man, you're going to foul him. That shit is automatic. So the only concern I have for them, Joe Keek is still kind of slow, you know. He's kinda of big dude. But other than that, my man stays healthy. Same thing with Murray. Uh I feel like Murray's like on the on the verge of being an all-star. Or well, at least putting up all star numbers. I think that he was gonna have a even bigger year next year than he did this year. So I have that duel at number four. Uh oh and mind you guys, I do not I do not have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on this list for the simple fact I'm not going to waste my time reading their fucking stats and talking about them when this fucking duo is not going to play at all next year so we're not going to do that I'm not going to waste my fucking time with this Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant bullshit because they're not going to play next year I'm just going to be honest with you guys Um, my fifth uh, duo that I have I have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum this one was kind of like the hardest one for me, cause I like between five and six, I didn't know like who who to pick to put in the five and six, um, but I went with Dame and uh, and CJ for the simple fact that Dame and CJ are healthy players. Dame played eighty games last year, CJ played seventy games. Uh, obviously, points wise. 26 for Dame, 21 for CJ. Uh 7 assists. Uh for for Dame. Uh 5 assists for CJ. Obviously great numbers for both of them. Uh the only issue I see with this team is like CJ just literally last year my man showed that he was he was legit in the great playoff run. He was playing like a monster. Playing good defense too. Uh, The only concern I have is like Dame. Uh, Dame to me is like very, very, very hit or miss in the playoffs. You never know what Dame you're going to get. Sometimes you get the killer. Sometimes you get the passive, the passive dude. And it's just, I don't know. It's like, I feel that he, we, in order for this team to be very, very successful, they need to have the, the killer Dame like Dame put up great stats like in the playoffs uh 26.9 points but the thing with me is it's like he did have those one or two games that it was like 13 points, 15 points or he was shooting like shit and then it's just like I don't know where he started blowing up. Like he's had those like those kind of questionable games that he just doesn't show up like I don't know what it is. But CJ showed up every single game last year. Played great. Uh, So that's my number five duo. At number six, I have Joel, Embiid, and Simmons. I know this duo right here is on a lot of people's top fives. That's not in my top five. Embiid played 64 games. Embiid misses a shitload of games. Uh, Simmons stays healthy. Um, but let's get down to it. Points-wise, Embiid averages 27 points. He averages 13 rebounds. He shoots 30% from the three, which is not, which is okay. Um, and then the thing with Embiid, though, you get the Embiid, I feel like Embiid's just really out of shape. Like, every time that fourth quarter comes around, my man is gassed. You see this dude hunched over Head down, like dying. And then that's like, that's one issue I have with this duo. And B is definitely not in shape. And and there's a history. Everybody knows, obviously, uh, the Clippers do that is going to play for them had reported that he would go buy Joel and uh fast food. And then a couple of years ago, there's actually reports, like articles. Saying that this dude eats like trash. Like when he, like when his foot was messed up, he would, and like the Sixers training staff would literally fill up his fridge with like fruit, with like watermelon, grape, with some bomb ass fruit. And this dude was like, nah, I don't want none of that crap. I want some chicken tenders and hot dogs. Yeehaw, brother. So he'd be eating these chicken tenders and hot dogs, just eating like absolute poop. So you know his the problem with that this do I feel like the 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 work ethic of Joel is not there because he's not in shape and we know that if you watch them play in the playoffs like if he and also Joel plays heavy heavy minutes like so the man be gassed and you can see it Um and then well obviously then Simmons and also let's now let's talk about Ben Uh Ben averages seventeen points eight rebounds. 7 assists. Uh, there his biggest knock, he will not shoot the three ball. Uh 0% from 3. We already know in the playoffs they're going to expose your your weakness. They're going to make you shoot. You you got to shoot he has to shoot the ball. He has to sh- shoot learn how to shoot the ball from mid-range and 3. Because literally, they take away the lane from this man. He looks like a lost puppy out there. Uh, let's read some of the playoff stats. Joel Embiid, 20 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, I don't want to hear this, uh, Joel Embiid is the best center in the NBA bullshitting anymore. Because it's fucking blasphemy. Fucking Joker, literally fucking dumpsters this man. So, I don't want to hear this, Joel Embiid, the best center in the league, when it's fucking Joe Keek. Uh... The proof is in the pudding. I'm going to just throw this out there. I, you can listen to, you know, the pod. Read off the fucking playoff stats. Also, this motherfucker MB literally didn't play a game because he couldn't fucking handle the Taco Bell party pack. My man had the fucking runs. Um, And then, obviously, Ben Simmons, playoffs. Uh, His stats actually take a... A big, well, they take a dip. His scoring takes a dip. Everything. So, points, 14, assists, 6, rebound, 7. Still no 3-ball. So, you know, eh, fuck. What do you do? My man don't shoot the 3-ball. Team's screwed. You don't shoot the 3-ball. Until he learns how to get an outside shot, 3-point shot, he's fucked. And this duo's fucked until he, he can do more. Uh, And now let's get down to it. Um, My 7th duo is Westbrook and Harden Yes All of you are going to be like Oh my god The disrespect to Westbrook and Harden I just feel that this duo is going to be I might even have them ranked too high Because to be honest I don't feel like This duo is going to be good These dudes Don't Really Play off the ball that great They need the ball constantly I talked about it last pod or a couple pods ago. Both of those dudes need the ball. Uh, Westbrook is a terrible three-point shooter. Uh, his, he'll shoot you out of a game. Just, I don't know. I have a feeling that the the overall synergy of that group is going to be shit. So I, I put them at seven. Uh, and my eighth uh, duo is Greek Freak, Middleton. Same thing with Greek Freak until the Greek Freak gets a constant jumper and constant mid range game. It's gonna it's just gonna hinder them. And Middleton, I don't know. Middleton to me I just good defender, just catching shoots. And that's pretty much it. It's like all the offers. He's an okay playmaker. Um and to be honest, that's fucking it for this top ten duel shit. I don't even wanna fucking waste my time reading nine and ten. There's no fucking point. All right, boys. All right, my dudes. So with that being said, that concludes this episode of Fat Boy Takes. To whoever follows the pod, I appreciate you. If whoever spends the time out of their day to listen to my stuff, I appreciate you. Because I know you can definitely be doing something better with this these 30 minutes of your life. than listen to some fat dude talk sports. So I really appreciate you all that support and follow me. Uh, also, don't forget to follow my Twitter, uh, at FatBoyTakes. I'm actually going to finally start using that Twitter and post in when I put the pods up using that, that Twitter. Uh, so yeah, follow that Twitter. Um, I'll probably make an IG soon. Um, what else? Yeah, an IG. Um, I'm going to try to get the pod up on Apple soon. Even... If I have to pay for the logo, I'm just going to do it. Um, so I'm going to try to get the pod up on Apple. I'm going to try to put the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the pod on YouTube. I'm going to make sure I stop being lazy and I upload the pods on YouTube. So I'm going to get on that. Um, so yeah, with that being said, everybody stay safe out there. Uh, I'm from Cali. It's really hot out here. Everybody stay hydrated. Have a great weekend. Don't get too fucked up like I did last week and got that massive hangover. Take care, y'all. Peace.